Welcome to Sunday Night Dinner, a podcast that cooks. I'm Suzanne Hancock. Hey everyone, welcome to the 16th episode of Sunday Night Dinner. It's been a busy, super fun year full of conversations in a number of different restaurant kitchens, home kitchens, a barn, and a campsite. If you haven't listened to Jamie Kennedy making Christmas cake, or Michael Dixon making French onion soup, Suzanne Barr making apple pie, or Rocco Agostino making margarita pizza, check out all the past episodes on the website, or iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Next year is set to be just as diverse and surprising, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Okay, on to the show. Did you eat your lunch today? Sort of. Did you eat your lunch today? Sort of. What does that mean, sort of? Um, that means more no than more yes. Which part of it didn't you eat? My actual lunch. (laughs) So you didn't eat your lunch? Yeah. What are your favorite things to eat after school? Treats. Definitely. Candy. Okay, and do you guys think those are healthy? No. Yes! (laughs) Do you come home for lunch a lot? Yes. Can you tell me why? I have no idea. Truly, you have no idea? I know why he doesn't, because he never eats his lunch. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the reasons. That's Quentin and Lola. They're in grade two, and if any of this sounds familiar, Keep listening as Carrie Marsh and Laura Keough, the creators of Sweet Potato Chronicles, suggest ways to make the school year a little less fraught. They have a new cookbook out. It's called The School Year Survival Cookbook, and it's all about planning. Making meals that will not only taste good, but will leave you time for the other demands in life. Instead of cooking morning, noon, and night, you can use their cookbook to guide you through your week. Make-ahead meals, lunchbox ideas, easy breakfasts, and dinners. They set out strategies and offer great recipes for you to look forward to. And the best place to start looking ahead is Sunday. I had them over to my kitchen, and they cooked a tasty and simple shepherd's pie while telling me about their lives, their Sundays, their obsessions, and inspirations. Carrie and Laura are journalists who met when they both worked at Fashion Magazine in Toronto. Laura's from New York City and Carrie's from Salt Spring Island, B.C. They had kids at the same time and while on mat leave, their nights of glitzy cocktail parties changed to night feedings and research on how to feed kids. Turns out they decided not to return to the cocktail parties. They decided they liked the mom life and Sweet Potato Chronicles was born. And as former magazine editors, they were serious about it. It caught on, and then their first cookbook, How to Feed a Family, was published and became a bestseller. They also have some helpful, hilarious, very entertaining videos on their YouTube channel. Check them out. And here they are. I'm Laura Keogh, and I'm one half of Sweet Potato Chronicles. I'm Carrie Marsh, and I'm the other half. What does Sunday night dinner mean to you both? What what does Sunday night look like? Well, now what it looks like is definitely like prep for the week Um, both just like how I live with my family but also what we recommend in this book is that you really use Sunday as your way to kind of set yourself up for success because when you have school-age kids 
the week can be such a shit show. Um, and so I, I personally really like to use Sunday as a way to batch cook, um, maybe do a little baking. Um, that's something that we recommend in the book. But And then also I like the idea of making a dinner on Sunday that's going to give me leftovers. Um, kind of like what we're doing today. Like what we're doing today. You know, I'd like never say yes to like invitations on Sunday. Like I want everyone home kind of chilling out, having a relaxing evening. Are That's... you going to tell the people the real truth about who cooks dinner on Sundays? Oh, that never lasted. Really? Yeah. Sorry, Laura's referring to the fact that for a while my husband was cooking on Sundays, but that's... I agree. It's perfect when it, when it would happen. When it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Ben? Exactly. It's perfect when it worked. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Laura? What what does Sunday night look like to you? I know people look people look forward to Saturday night on the weekends when they think about the weekend. They look forward to you know Saturday night and going out or maybe doing something special on a Saturday night. But for me, I look forward to Sunday night. And I think Sunday is a good day when it comes to dinner for sort of project food. You know, my kids. Yeah. And Ben, their thing is making pad thai together, which is, you know, it's it's not hard to make, but it's a lot of prep. And so that's often like their Sunday afternoon, late afternoon food project or, you know, just something that takes a little bit more time that you just would never tackle on a Wednesday. It's a good day for those kinds of meals. And that always feels special when you do it. And you could take on pro- th- things like that that you would never normally cook during the week because you just had the time to kind of kick around the kitchen and make the mistakes that you would make and make the mess that comes along exactly and not be so stressed i think a lot of people we're, we're always encouraging people to cook with their kids and people kind of roll their eyes at us or say like oh i could never but sundays when you can mm-hmm. right because you're not like oh i have to get it on the table in five minutes or everyone's gonna melt down or you know yeah and then at the end there's something wonderful to share together at the mm-hmm. We are going to make the sweet potato shepherd's pie from our book, and it yields two big casserole dish that makes you so happy. And it's a perfect Sunday kind of meal. It's really cozy and filling. And then we also love that it yields a lot. A lot of the recipes in our book yield a lot because we want you to have leftovers guaranteed that will go in school lunches the next day. So this is the perfect meal to make on a Sunday that sets you up for lunches. So I'm shall going I, to shall let I, you... Shall I, shall I peel vegetables? Yes, please. All so three carrots. Why don't you start with the three carrots? And again, you're going to hear three carrots. You're going to think that's a lot of carrots. But this recipe yields two casseroles. So it's a lot. There, there may seem like a lot to prep. And you know what goes fast. And you know what we always say you could do? Um, and this is something that I do when cooking. Is you might, if you were smart... Uh, peel a couple of extra carrots and just get them in a Tupperware and then you're prepped for some snacks for the week. So we sort of ask parents to kind of make that switch in mindset where you're always thinking ahead of how you're going to help yourself for the week. I'm just going to cut the celery. And once you get in that mindset, you kind of find all sorts of ways that you can hack an extra 10 or 15 minutes out of the next recipe. So I'll peel these three sweet potatoes just because they're on the small side. Yeah. Right? And I've done I've done the the celery here. I'm just making sure. Three stops, I did four, but I'm just gonna um, chop up our two onions here. And 
I'm ready to. I find that that this this recipe, if you do have older kids, um, it's great to get the kids chopping. I know people get nervous about um, kids with knives, but um, if you teach them how to use a knife, <laughs> then they're safe with the knife, right? Mm -hmm. I know, and it's so counterintuitive to think, oh, make sure your knives are super sharp and give them to your children. But it's <laughs> safer for children to chop with, with a sharp knife. It's safer for everyone to chop with a, yeah, with a properly sharpened knife. But yeah. then they don't skid. Jamie Oliver had a really great knife skills video, and I made her watch it. Yeah, that's smart. And that's a great idea. And she watched it because what kid doesn't like sitting in front of their iPad? And so she was more than happy to kind of sit and watch it. And it was, an, it was a nice way for me to not have to teach her because kids love learning from somewhere else, right? I think also the kids love to be given responsibilities, right? Like learning to let them cross the street on their own, letting yeah. them, you know, all, all that independent stuff. Except and I think whole, if you give them... You clean your room on your own thing. Well, that, never, that doesn't go off well. Yeah, if anyone <laughs> listening has a tip for that. Please, please write us immediately. <laughs> so Laura, how did you um, fall in love with cooking? Um, did you? Okay, so I'm Italian and I grew up in an Italian household and I had a grandmother who loved to cook. And I had a mom who was meh, 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 like yeah. so, so about cooking. So it was really my grandmother who kind of imparted on me the fact that cooking could be fun and enjoyable and, and before I had Scarlet, cooking was this really like luxurious thing that we did. And then I had Scarlet and I had to come up with strategies that helped me move cook faster and more efficiently. Like I just, because I was so long trying to be Martha Stewart and have these lovely meals, I didn't have really a way of kind of getting through the week. And so that's what Scarlett forced me to do. I think it was Scarlett who made me to really love cooking, just doing it together. And it was kind of fun to watch her. Scarlett was very, very shy when she was younger and cooking made her confident she felt like it was something that she could do really well and I liked watching her find her confidence in something like that and Carrie what about you how did you fall in love with cooking my older brother was into cooking as a teenager and I think I got interested because you know you always want to do what your sibling is doing and so I remember in like like quite young years of high school. Like I have never heard this story, and this is amazing. What? It was David that got really into cooking. He was he was really interested in cooking, I love this. and so I would you know want to do what he was doing, and and I remember like having dinner parties for friends, like in grade nine and ten, and I remember like making homemade ravioli, like just you know the kind of projects that like Laura was saying you don't do once you have kids because you you need a different style of cooking. So yeah, I just I just always loved food. And then it's true that once you have kids, the way you cook has to change because there's just this endlessness about it. You just have to keep doing it. Over and over, <laughs> over, and, over, and, over and over and over. They keep coming back. And, and, you, and you're more 
aware of sort of the health of the foods or lack of health of the in the food you're making and um so yeah and also I just I think I also just fell in love with it as a subject like as a writer and as an editor I fell in love with food you did as a subject Hmm. I'm fascinated with it I just want to say what I did here was I cubed the sweet potato most people would normally not do that because they're going to boil it and then you would just quarter it and throw it in I take this extra step just so it cooks that much quicker yeah you don't have to do that. You would just quarter it. And I do it so it goes really fast yeah. to the boil so I can get it mashed because this recipe can move along pretty quickly because, you know, ground beef doesn't take that long to cook. And so this just helps move it along that much quicker. No one can see this, but Carrie has stopped doing the work and I'm oh. doing all the chopping. Well, I don't want to get I in I just don't know if you, if if anyone can see that. Can't. I, I can see it. Thank you. I can see it. Thank you. Did you she's, see that? She's just, just doing, loafing. She's off. just. This, this is the boss in her, right? I'm back to working for her. Supervising. Supervising. <laughs> she's editor in chief again, right? In in two minutes, I'm gonna have. You're like, doing a great job. In two minutes, I'm gonna be going in for my for my review. And you're gonna get an excellent, <laughs> excellent job. Okay. Okay. So, so next steps. Okay. So we've got medium heat and a pan on medium heat, and we're gonna get our meat into the pan. I'm gonna start getting. Okay. There's one. So this is about two pounds, right? I think. Almost. Yes. Almost. Right. Because remember we're making two casseroles. Yes. So one. If you want to think about it as one pound per casserole. So what I'm doing is I'm just breaking up my meat because we want it to be that lovely ground consistency, almost like a taco, right? That how you're, you and then you're break gonna, up your meat. And then you're going to season the meat, right? I am. I'm going to get it cooking first. And then our favorite combination. Start with two tablespoons of chili powder. Yeah. And it's um, two teaspoons of cumin, one teaspoon of cinnamon, one teaspoon of oregano and then a little salt and pepper. Perfect. And and the thing to remember when whenever you're cooking with spices is if at all possible, let them cook as early as you can. Everything tastes a little better if it can get that early contact with the heat, right? You don't want to put it in at the end of a stew or a chili. It just will never taste as deep and mellow. So I'm just going to sprinkle chili over first. Are you ready for me? Yeah. Go for it. And this is the cumin. That's your cinnamon. That's cinnamon. So one and teaspoon already. Yeah. It's, you can smell. You can that. smell it. Mm, it does. It smells really good. It's all about the cinnamon. And then a teaspoon of dried oregano. Thank you. Do you mind getting some salt in here too? Yeah. As the meat browns, you'll put the chopped sweet potatoes into the boiling water and allow them to cook until they're soft enough to mash. Probably about 10 minutes. The nice thing about this recipe too, it like I said, it does have opportunities for you to get your kids involved. And if you had a long, younger kid who was zipping through the kitchen at one point while you were making this, the mashing of the sweet potato is such a great thing to get them to do. Now we're going to get all of our veggies into the pot with our meat. Our so Carrie, aromatics. if you could please add the garlic. Do the garlic first, right? Yeah. Da-da-da. And then do you want to add the onion, Karen? Yeah. 
carrot and celery. Yeah, I'm just gonna scoop it out because it's so much. I love that color. There's something about that. I love that smell. Orange, green, white. Happiness that they, happens. Yeah. So while I'm thinking of sweet potatoes, how, how did the Sweet Potato Chronicles come about? Well, Laura and I were both on that leaves at the same time and sort of thinking about like how the hell was it going to work with work and babies and kind of talking a lot about that and then on my second mat leave with Julian the girls were sort of two and a half so absolutely in the eating phase and we were so we were spending a lot of time talking about you know, the sequence that you should introduce food and allergies and avoiding allergies and, you know, what vitamins they should have. And, you know, we were just sort of obsessed and, and, and approaching it the way we tend to do with things like journalists, like kind of going down research rabbit holes. Um, and one thing that we discovered was that a lot of content out there for parents feels like it's um, directed at kids. Um, and then the other thing we noticed was that, um, there was sort of a sucky tone to everything and we just thought where's the website that says what the hell am I making for dinner tonight you know that talks to parents the way that we are actually talking to each other and and I think we were both looking for a sort of a professional change that would allow us more flexibility and so we just thought well why not us why couldn't we be the people that put together that you know that project that we could put health and food and nutrition all together in a, in a great looking place and talk to parents the way we talk to each other. And so that was really how it was born. And we kind of tackled the website like we did a magazine. So when we were first putting the website together, we created an architecture that had a structure to it, like the magazine, and we put an edit plan together because we just started working the way we were used to working. Mm-hmm. Not only research and recipes, but lots of variety and information. And so we kind of set up a blog that was like a magazine. As much as we wanted it to look good, we also wanted to acknowledge it's not easy and perfect. It's not perfect and easy either. So that, that's always the balance in what we do. We've got mm, our veggies so tender crisp here. We're gonna add our flour. Do you want me to mash up the sweet potatoes? Yeah, can you? That's a good idea. You can do. You can take that. You're gonna mash those up. Do you, you're gonna put? You're gonna put them back in here. Right? Yeah. Mash them up, and then you're gonna add some milk and butter. You're gonna add a half a cup of milk and three tablespoons of butter. So I'm gonna get two tablespoons of flour into my beef mixture. And that's and then, just going to thicken up everything, Absolutely, right? yeah. And then, after that, I am going to add a, a little bit of water as well. So I'll stir the flour throughout while you mash, my friend. And then I'm going to add six drops of Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Do you know I never that, say that right? was born in Worcester? No. I'm finding out all these things. I know, about you I know, today. I know you like. I can't believe it. I had to do a podcast to find out I why know. you liked cooking. I know. I, I know that you <laughs> are very fond of my brother. So three tablespoons of butter going into there. I'm gonna 
a good chef tastes her food throughout the cooking process. And um, so this would be a time that I would taste the food. I would make sure that it was seasoned well enough for me. And it's yummy. Laura, what's your ultimate comfort food? So I'm a pancake person. I never say no to a burger and I never say no to my mother's lasagna, ever. And Carrie? I think for me, there's, there's a lot of foods that I find comforting, but I love soup. And the tragedy of my life is that I live with three people who don't like soup. So I'll make a soup that I just think is amazing and say to my family, what do you think? And they'll all say, it's okay for soup. So like right now I have a big pot that I soup that I shot yesterday and I will eat the whole thing because they don't like it. Okay, so now that the sweet potatoes are mashed and our beef mixture is ready, we need to get two casserole dishes out and we can start the assembly job. So I'm just spooning the beef mixture into the bottom of my first casserole dish and I'm just gonna eyeball it, like depending on the size of your dishes. I mean, obviously, if you have a big rectangle, 11 by nine, when I do this, I use two round nine inch containers, but you know, you, you wanna eyeball it so that you have about half of the beef mixture in one dish so that you have the other half for the you other dish. You ready to do one? Yeah, okay. thank you. It just made me think of the Transformers as well. Yes. So the Transformer um, series in the book is all about making the most of your time in the kitchen. So we wanted to create recipes that would literally transform into other recipes because one of the things that we really urge people to do is embrace leftovers as parents cooking for kids. And we always joke that it was so cute how when we were single or newlyweds that we turned our noses up at leftovers and now like I would die with them. <laughs> so we wanted to create a series that really used them. So the way it works is that you start with almost like a mothership recipe. So we have a spicy ground beef, we have a pulled pork, and we have a, a roasted spatchcock chicken. And so you start out with a recipe, you half the protein, and you have dinner that... Um, say, um, spicy beef tacos one night, but you've put aside half of the beef. The next night, you're either going to make an enchilada or a uh, the bowl. Peppers. The stuffed peppers, right. So you have options for the next time you use that meat. Simple ways of taking that original recipe and taking it in a different direction and coming up with a brand new dinner without a whole lot more effort. In our video series, we made a video series to go along with the book. We did a vegetarian version also with a ratatouille. Where do you find inspiration? I think one thing that I think about when we're looking for ideas is problems, right? Like what are the problems that I'm Good having? Answer. What you know, what are the problems that I'm having feeding my kids and thinking, well, other people must be having the same problem, and how could I you know, maybe not fix it, but make it a little bit better. One of the sweet potato shepherd's pies went into the oven at 350 degrees Fahrenheit for about 35 minutes, and it looked bubbly and beautiful when we took it out. The other went into the freezer, but the next time I make these, I might take Carrie and Laura's advice and make mini shepherd's pie cups for school lunches, because 
Do you eat your packed lunches at lunchtime? I never do. Um, not a lot. I, I, I never Why do. not? Because I, I get sandwiches I too much and some of them I don't really like and some of them and sometimes I don't really have time. And I'll end with Quentin, Lola, and Quentin's sister, Elamine, talking about breakfast. What's your favorite thing to eat for breakfast? Blueberry pancakes. I eat lots and lots of waffles with maple syrup on it. Mmm. Salad. Salad? Yeah. For breakfast? Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Salad. Yeah. Do you think one day you guys will like salad? Um, I already like salad. Lola, do you think one day you'll like salad? No. <laughs> I've got my work cut out for me. Huge thanks to Carrie and Laura for cooking with me and for creating a blog and books that house great ideas, recipes, guest posts, and videos. Find them at sweetpotatochronicles.com. Their new book, The School Year Survival Cookbook, is both beautiful and helpful, and I highly recommend it. Sunday Night Dinner is produced by Suzanne Hancock. Music by the super-talented J.J. Ibsen. Thanks to my daughter, Lola, and to her best friend, Quinton, and his sister, Elamine, for talking to me about lunches, snacks, salad, and candy. Thanks to Nicole Winstanley and Colin McAdam. And thanks again for listening. See you in 2018 with lots more stories about Sunday night dinner.